This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q3, Lead Right, The Practice of Virtuous Leadership. I have a book on business leadership by H.W. Crocker III entitled Robert E. Lee on Leadership. Executive Lessons in Character, Courage, and Vision. The summary of the first chapter says, to lead others, one must first master oneself. Quoting Lee, I cannot consent to place in the control of others one who cannot control himself. Lee is just setting the table for dread to say a man has to get right to live right in order to lead right. But it continues. A leader's primary responsibility is to think of others first. Again, quoting Lee, the great duty of life is the promotion of the happiness and welfare of our fellow men, end quote. Dredd will take a different tack on the happiness point, but they are both promoting living third. You'll hear that here. But I want to back up to the prologue of the book, where the author quotes a well-known biographer of Robert E. Lee named Emery Thomas. He said, Lee was a great person, not so much because of what he did, although his accomplishments were extraordinary. He was great because of the way he lived, because of what he was. That's a perfect summary for what Dredd's saying in this cue point regarding leadership skills and virtues. Once again, Dredd has written three main points regarding lead right. First, the leadership skills are the four capabilities of effective leadership that enable a man to do what a leader does. Leadership is influencing movement to advantage. To do that effectively, a man must competently apply the leadership skills. Second, he must be capable of articulation, which is the act of describing his vision to others. Third, he possesses the means of persuasion, which is the initiation of first movement. Fourth, because movement produces uncontrollable circumstances, the leader knows that obstacles, problems that impede movement, will inevitably arise. An effective leader is ready to use exhortation to incentivize his followers to breach obstacles and maintain momentum towards advantage. The second main point, the leadership virtues are the five habits and ethics of moral excellence that enable a man to be who a leader is. An effective leader is not necessarily a virtuous leader. For that, he must also possess the leadership virtues. First, he must have candor, which is the habit of graciously telling the hard truth and demanding to hear it from others. Second, he must have commitment, which is unwavering loyalty to the group and unflinching determination to accomplish its mission. Third, he must be consistent in that he is unchanging in nature standard or effect over time. Fourth, he must possess contentment, which is the stability of emotion engendered by the consistent pursuit of joy rather than happiness. Fifth, he must be a man with courage, which is the habit of setting aside fear to turn hardship into grace. The final main point, to lead right, a person must be both an effective and virtuous leader. In the first quadrant of Q source, to get right, 
we addressed man's pursuit of proper personal alignment through the acceleration of his relationship with himself, his concentrica, and his creator. In the second quadrant, the live right, we explored man's dedication to purposefulness through the impact he has on living in relational rhythm towards missionality. Now, in the third quadrant, we focus on how to lead right, which is the practice of virtuous leadership. The quadrants are in sequential order because a man cannot live right until he has achieved proper personal alignment through the get right. To lead right, a person must be capable of applying the leadership skills and possess the leadership virtues. Anything less will result in disaster, disadvantage, and lack of prosperity for the group he leads. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about lead right. Well, that's enough self-effacement. <laughs> Go ahead and roll the opening. Good idea. And, and we're, we're back. back. That's wonderful. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. All right, Podpaxers, we have gotten through the first two quadrants, uh, took roughly half the year. Yes. Now, also, we also have five foundational elements to give, it, so. Give yourself a Pax pat on the back. Five foundational uh, cue points plus two quadrants. We are now starting the third quadrant, which yes. is lead right. Yes. Lead right. Which is exciting stuff. It is. I'm excited just saying it. First quadrant, again, was get right. That's the pursuit of proper personal alignment. That's getting your boat uncapsized so you can make headway. Got to be first. S second uh, quadrant is live right, and that's the uh, dedication to purpose purposefulness. That's rowing your boat with a little bit of vim and vigor and pulling other guys out of the water and getting yeah. them boat right and all that stuff. Identifying other men with That's right. Now, lead boats. right, sticking with this kind of stretched analogy, uh, you're helping guys who have their boats and they're making headway. You're kind of orient them, them towards the far shore yeah so you're gathering steam kind of bringing men together yeah so the definition of lead right uh is the practice of virtuous leadership it is q3 in our idiotic idiotic number system if you are if you happen to be following, following. along yes right <laughs> so uh very rarely do we do this i think some pod packers may be aware of this fact uh, but we have a piece of scripture attached to all of these. Yes. We are not publishing the book with that scripture. Correct. Although I think there's going to be a compendium of some sort. There is. Right. Uh, but we do, if you follow my Twitter account, you'd see it. The yep. nation does not retweet that at all. That's correct. Thing. So though the, these are ways that we try to find the best way to accommodate people of different belief systems. The scripture that we draw from is from both the Old and New Testament and the Bible. Um, we believe that it demonstrates the timeliness timelessness of each of these leadership principles mm -hmm. not to in, uh, imply that you have to be a judeo-christian to follow them however since uh i wrote it and i am a judeo-christian i don't really have much to draw from so if right. i were to try to go in the quran and find something i think i mess that up be difficult be yeah. difficult yeah. uh for for example yes. all right so i'm going to on Please. rare occasions yes. uh under the power vested in me as the antenna of f3 nation actually <laughs> use a piece of scripture the one that's attached to lead yeah. right. And the reason I'm going to do it is because I think it so perfectly sums this one up. 
And it is this. It comes from the Psalms, Psalm 78, 72, which is, And David shepherded shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. Man, I didn't say that very well. Uh, A lot of hard words in there. David, King David of the Jews, And David shepherded them with integrity of heart and skillful with skillful hands he led them. In other words, he had both a heart that was integrated, right, right virtue, and the skillful hands he needed to do it. Yeah. Both are required, which is more or less F3's leadership system, yeah. right? And and it gets introduced right here. Right, right here. Yeah. And it, that's our doctrine. So mm-hmm. probably won't happen again. Apologize to those who uh, have a strong insistence on separation of church and state, although we're neither. That's right. First Socratic. These are the thought-provoking questions. Hopefully that gets you talking as a group. What enables a man to do what a leader does? Second, Ooh. Socratic, what makes a man uh, what a leader is? And third, what is the difference between a good and a bad leader? Which I will forecast as a bit of a trick question. I know. All right. <laughs> Takes us to the first spur, right? Yes. Uh, the leadership skills are the four capabilities of effective leadership that enable a man to do what a leader does. All right. So first we to talk about the leadership skills. These are what enables a man to do what a leader does. Yes. First, vision. And that's the ability to see advantage and the movement required to get there. Uh, we go through all of these, of course. Uh, each week is going to have these explained in detail, so we don't do it now. Need to do it now other than to say, if you don't can't see where you're going, no one's going to be able to follow you. Right. It's, right? It's t- you're going to walk into a lot of walls. Right. And again, yeah. we'll unpack this more fully, but we believe that every man has vision. Yes. Uh, you wouldn't be a man if you didn't have it. Or a woman, just every human being. Right. It's just kind of natural, right? Second leadership skill is articulation. That's the ability to describe vision to others. They can't follow you unless you tell them where you're going and why, <laughs> right? Yeah. So being able to talk it yeah. uh, is important. Um, having the skill of vision won't get you much if you don't share it with anyone else. Yeah, and that's the one that I feel has, uh, for me personally, has been because I tend to articulate too much, like I talk too much in a lot. I talk too much. I talk too much. And so uh, right. part part of that articulation is that it needs to be in that style Concise. that we talked about before, which is right. that, yeah. The one. Yes. If you got one minute, you got one hour, you got one day, one weekend, one lifetime, it should be the same message extrapolated outward like an expanding uh, umbrella almost. Mm-hmm. And having a firm grasp on what it is you believe and why is the way you do that, and then you practice a lot. So yeah. we'll talk a lot about articulation, yes. but it is I know, but I just... But I'm glad you yeah. I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. If it makes you feel any better, I think you're getting better at it. Thank All right. you. Third is persuasion, and that's the ability to initiate first movement. That's what a leader does. He initiates first movement. Again, this is the leadership skills and leadership. Our definition is influencing movement to advantage. Yes. That's that's our definition of leadership. Yes. I think that's a pretty good definition. If you thanks. If you don't get a man moving, you can't lead him to advantage, right? Right. But really you don't need him to have, be in full agreement with everything to get him moving. It's just no. taking that first step. Momentum is good enough. It's right? very You get a little something moving, right. and a lot of the rest of that stuff will shake itself out, won't it? Crawl, walk, run, baby. All go. right. Finally, uh, there is exhortation. Exhortation, which is incentivizing the dynamic breach of obstacles. Because you're going when you start moving, you're going to um, encounter obstacles. Since I already mm-hmm. said it, I think a great example is Moses getting the Israelites to leave. Again, they've been enslaved for hundreds of years. He gets them to leave uh, Egypt, where it's the only home they know, even though it's horrible for them. Right. Still, they get out there, and the first obstacle they hit, the Jews turn on them and go, what have you done to us? I, in, I can't in, believe this. At least in Egypt we had meat, which is not even true. Right. <laughs> right? 
It's amazing how fond your memory becomes. Fond you're, you, yeah. Well, fondly fake, right? Yeah, right. So advantage itself, this thing you're influencing men to move towards is a superior circumstance achieved only by movement. Yes. You know, it just doesn't happen. You have to move some way to get there. For any group to prosper, right, to prosper, which is to flourish, succeed, and grow stronger, there's going to have to be some movement. Uh, and you have to be, a group has to be in a constant state of advantage seeking because if it isn't, it will be moving towards disadvantage, sliding really. Yeah. Because that's what happens. There's no third direction. There's no third direction. There's no, there's no, unfortunately, there's no static plateau. That is a myth that Good Nation yeah. believes in. You're either more prosperous or you're not, both as an individual or as a group. That's why leaders are so important. Yeah. Because they constantly get movement going they they are seeing visions they're encouraging other men to share their visions they're encouraging men to do all those things nothing fills my heart with joy and gladness more to listen to something like i listen to down you would pick up the six down in alpharetta mm. making that happen uh interviewing i think one of the guys said uh that uh the whole thing was i2 individual initiative yeah that i mean he just jumped right just in with jump it. with and all that stuff yeah. it's like that i'm like that's it man in a nutshell they get it that's the magic of what we're doing yeah right yep. these guys are down there advantage seeking they don't need us to tell them they just wanted you to come down there and see it yeah that's the beauty of it right, right? they right. weren't asking you to come down there and do anything just to see it yeah. to experience it uh i'm a little jealous i didn't go all right uh why does then goo nation cling to this, this uh static plateau why do they insist upon it and i'll give you two reasons because i'm gonna i'm gonna say they're not doing it out of evil they're doing it to avoid two things that are uncomfortable one is chaos mm -hmm. right which chaos nobody, is a, nobody loves that nobody loves uncontrollable circumstances that's chaos yeah. unfortunately that's a part of movement it is because you gotta you lose control the other one is pain you know movement requires pain right nobody likes pain so and, and so as many times has happened in the past when we have spoken and I have right. mentioned something along these lines uh, and, and just bemoaned whatever and you look me right in the eye and you go, well, you got to disavow yourself for that. And it, it's, just, yeah, it's just not, a, it's not working. <laughs> it's the, way it, uh, the safe harbor of personal comfort won't, do you, won't avail you much. No. Sadly, um, no. You'll die there. You'll die there. Yeah. You'll die there. Uh, and the seeking of it, and this is what goo does, right, mm -hmm. because they're about the pursuit of happiness universal for all happiness, universal yeah. happiness is you end up turning prosperous lizards and purposeful lizards into bloated bullfrogs it has to happen that way if you see fairness as anything more than a than a weather anomaly that's the kind of guy leader you're going to be because if you try to achieve yeah. fairness for all in uncontrollable circumstances where life itself is chaos what that means is you have to stop everyone else from moving yeah it that that's why the so status quo is up. so alluring so everyone else can catch up yeah. it's just a, it's a worldview you know, it's just a worldview uh, with which I do not agree, and I think it's ultimately harmful. Well, I say it's never played out well. It hasn't because it ultimately leads to tyranny. Yeah, for a lot of complicated reasons, which are beyond the scope of this. Uh, suffice it to say that pain and chaos for the high impact man who is seeking to lead a lizard and to keep it purposeful, pain and chaos are the shells that need to be cracked open to get with the meat within. You're mm -hmm. just going to have to do it. Like to a fish, a lot of analogies here. To a fish, a wake in the water looks like turmoil, right? Yeah, sure. That's turmoil. That's yeah, churning it up, man. But to a man rowing a boat, it looks like progress. Because it is. Because it is. All right, takes us to the second spur. Yes. Leadership virtues are the five habits of, and ethics of moral excellence that enable a man to be who a leader is. Remember, we're talking about the skills, vape. Right. Just remember vision, articulation, persuasion, and exhortation. Those are the skills. What a leader does. Yes. The uh, virtues are what a leader is, ideally. 
These right. are what we hope him to be. Yes. Uh, they're all C's, and none of these are going to be new, right. fresher, you know. Uh, <laughs> most groups in the Army, we had, fought, we had a different set of C's. Some sure. of them are the same. These uh, represent really F3. These just right? happen to be the correct C's. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. Just we've modified these yeah. to reflect what we see because we're not an Army. Right. Right? We're, we, we are not, our purpose is not to close with and destroy the enemy. That's right. the Army's purpose, right? <laughs> so, That's definitely not our definitely. purpose. <laughs> so we share some, but not all. Yes. All right, first one is candor. That yes. one we happen to do share, right? Yes, and we've talked about that. That's right. That's yes. gracefully, gracefully telling the hard truth and demanding to hear it from others, right? Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk a lot about candor, you know, in the coming weeks. All Can't right. wait. Commitment. That's the unwavering loyalty of the group and the unswerving determination to accomplish its mission commitment all right that's the second one third one is consistency that's being unchanging in time standard and purpose over time your per yourself yourself changing yeah. right these yourself. are all self yeah these are all self right ones. so they involve other people right so i graciously uh tell the hard truth yes try to but yes. i also demand to hear it from others and that is true and you know what that actually makes me receive it much better usually <laughs> no no for well, real I mean, i'm not trying to be glib no i, like, I guess but, i mean is you know, it's one thing to be a truth teller, and that's appreciative, but it's easier to take it from a guy that will hear it back at him. Right. And, and that's my point. With grace. With grace. With grace. Yeah. All right. That's my point. Commitment, same thing. It's about, you know, um, yeah. whenever I... We're I all missional. Fourth of July seems to draw these people out. It's almost like, you know, uh, there's two sets of people in America. There's the people that are like, I love my nation. I never said it was perfect, right. but I'm committed to what we're doing here. Yep. Protection of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is a wonderful thing. No one's ever been as rich, fat, and happy as this is. It's a place to be. Everybody in the world wants to get here. And then people who are just as rich, fat, and happy writing articles about how we ain't great at all. Right. And I don't see how they can see it that way. I just, it's just, it's, it's so difficult for me to set myself aside, which I must do as a leader in the tent right. pole and say, you know what? You're citizens too. Yeah. How can I persuade you? Right, that this is actually a a the great a great nation, yeah. uh, because I believe it is right. That's commitment. It's also kind of part to the next C, which is consistency. This unchangingness in nature. Uh, it's a leadership virtue to be that way, to react mm -hmm. to things, good, bad, and different, the same way with the same manner. Contentment also related. That's stability of emotion engendered by the consistent pursuit of joy rather than happiness over time. Man, I'm going fast. That's okay. If you got this on double time, there's no way. Then you're to in trouble. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because I'm hooking, man. <laughs> Here, let's do this. Commitment. <laughs> All right. So a uh, a virtuous leader is a contented leader. Yeah. It well, doesn't mean he's a satisfied leader. It's two different things. No. It means his deportment is one of contentment. Yeah. He's always driving hard. He's always dis you know disrupting the status quo, but he's doing it with, with contentment because yeah, he's joyful. You can yeah say because you recognize that even though there's much more to do and the chasm is you know from where you are and where you want to get to is maybe great. You have that that peace right of knowing well, but we're working the mission. We're working. And it's it. going to be fine. Right. You know? I think I'm joyful 99 percent of the time. I think I'm happy about 50. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. Last one is courage, and that's uh, the ability to set uh, aside fear to turn hardship into grace. Doesn't mean that you're fearlessness. Fearless, nobody is but a psych psychopath. Right. Right. It just means that you don't let fear govern you. You govern fear. Yes. All right. Those are the leadership virtues distinct from the leadership skills. One is what you do. Those are the skills. The other is who you are. Those mm -hmm. are the virtues, right? All right. Takes us to the third spur. To lead right, a person must be both effective and virtuous. Yeah. So if, if you heard that, the first four things, the vape, will make you an effective, effective leader. Effective, that's right. Yeah, they will make you an effective leader, but they may not make you a virtuous leader. Nope, two totally different things. you got to have these other five things. Right. And the fact that you are virtuous 
doesn't make you effective. Yeah. Doesn't make you effective. Can't do those other things. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, So the third quadrant here we are now. We focus on how to lead right, which is the practice Mm -hmm. of virtuous leadership. So let me point that out. Practice, like practicing law, practice Christianity, practice, practice things you never actually achieve full mastery over because once you do, there's another. There's another hill to climb right, behind it. Right. Should always be getting better at it. We should it. be calling it practicing marriage. We don't, but we could. In my mind, I do. <laughs> Fair. Actually, I think I said it out loud, too. You may have. I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Because it's, it's pretty much where I stole that. I don't try, know. <laughs> uh, anything that's like that that's a learned pursuit. Yeah. And if you ain't learning from your wife, Oof. you ain't learning. All right. These are in sequential order in the sense that live right is first. Uh, I'm sorry. Get right is first. Live right is second. Lead right is third. You cannot lead right. You can't just jump into lead right. Yeah, no, you can't. If you yeah. skip the first two. If your boat's overturned, you can't make headway. If you're not pulling other guys into your boat and getting helping them get uncapsized, you got right. nobody to lead. You you might be fine when right. the sun is out and everybody's got a full belly. That's right. Leading right is a is the deliberate and disciplined lifetime. Lifetime practice of both leadership skills and virtues. Tough. Right, mm-hmm. short sentence, a lot in there, man. It's just tough to do, uh, and it is one of the most difficult aspects of F three leadership philosophy for people to grasp because we tend and Goo encourages us to do this is to conflate the skills and the virtues into one thing that's either good or bad based yeah. on how we feel about the guy. Uh-huh. Well, and it, the good and bad are not words that really have anything to do with leadership. Right, there's no such thing. It's like saying you know. Uh, a forest fire is bad. Well, it's bad when it sweeps through, and then it's good when everything behind it grows. Right. Is it good or bad? Well, it depends well, on time. Well, it depends on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Were right. you caught in it? <laughs> That's right. This girl I, wa- I loved, I wanted to marry, dumped me. I, I didn't marry her. Was that, was that bad? It was bad in the moment. Well, did something good happen after? Well, I met my wife, and I love her. Yeah. So it's both it's good way and bad? Yeah. Right. Well, if something's both good and bad, it's neither. Fair. Right? It's a certain yeah. set of circumstances, right? Yeah, this is a difficult one for people to grasp. They want to grasp it. Right, they don't want to grasp yeah. it. Uh, effectiveness, again, concerns actions performed. Actions performed, virtue concerns, character possessed. Yeah. The effective leader who lacks virtue can influence movement to advantage. Sure. But he can also, and usually does, influence movement to disadvantage. Right? Mm. He takes it the other way. Yeah. So poster child for that, not to get into political discussion you know, about it. Easy kids. Is, He's going to say it. Is Bill Clinton. There you go. Because he just had a lot of leadership skill. Yeah. But because of his lack of personal control control and lack of, of, of relational rhythm, yeah. because of that, he led the nation to some disadvantage when we spent, you know, six months or a year impeaching him for nothing. Right. You know, that never Wasted needed a lot that, of time and energy. A lot of time and energy. None of that needed to happen, right? Could have been avoided if. Easily could have been avoided yeah. if he had not had, had character things. flaws, right? Yeah. Uh, there's several of the C's that he was violating. And I think the first one would have to be commitment because yeah. your most elemental group is your marriage. And if you're yeah. not committed to that... If you're not if you're not unflinchingly determined to see it through, if you're not unwaveringly loyal to it, right, you got problems. you ain't committed, yeah. right? And and demonstrably, and I think he would have to admit that he wasn't. All right, yeah. not to get off that soapbox. All right, it's a mistake though to look at a highly skilled but unvirtuous leader and think that he's not going to have impact. He certainly will. Hitler did, right? Hitler did. But it's yeah. also a, it's also a mistake. Weirdly. Uh, in, an op- in the opposite way to think of a high virtue but incompetent leader as good. Sure. Now, a high virtue... Inco- we like those guys better. We though. like them. Like a high yeah. virtue incompetent leader is the kind of guy that usually is always in charge of things. Mm-hmm. Like he's class president, right. know, that kind of thing. He's, he keeps getting promoted because he's such a he good so guy. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's just a good dude. He's such a good dude. Yeah. You know, in the synthesis, I use Jimmy Carter for this. And I think... 
somebody could say, well, you're always picking on Democrats, so I'm just going to go the other way and use Mitt Romney. Sure. You know, Mitt Romney is just no doubt one guy. of your guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stakeholder, good right. guy, good stead and all that, but he's an incompetent leader. You know, in my, you know, again, sure. this is my example. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're out there going, yeah, well, what about, okay, fine, you know, we can discuss it. Right. What I mean about this is that he does not articulate vision very well. He just doesn't doesn't do it. I mean, yeah. he tar- articulates who he is, but if he has a particular vision, I don't know what it is. Sure. And if he's yeah. capable of persuading anybody to take any steps in favor of it, maybe in Bain Capital in his day, day job because he made a lot of money. Right. But I'm, I'm talking about politically wherever we right. know him. I was disappointed to see him come back to politics. I think he should have gone back to business or you know, he did real well. Go there. back to church and help. You know, yeah. because in, because politically he's not competent. He does not. He does not uh, initiate movement. Right to advantage. And he doesn't. That doesn't mean that he's stupid. It no. doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. There is no bad. Any of those things. He's demonstrably right. good. It just is a. He does not exhibit the competence in these particular right. things that make him effective. That's as right. That kind That's of right. Though, and yeah. I wish I could come up with some non-political examples. It's just the easiest right. ones. Well, they're, they're glaring. But yeah. you could feel free to tweet at me and get mad at me if uh, one or two. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll I'll argue it. In the good way, like, you know, the juxtaposition of opposing right. ideas. Like, like men would. Yeah, like men do to, yeah. the, to the day long. And you can point out all the great things that Bill Clinton did and all the bad things Rom did or vice versa. It doesn't right. matter. All right. And why you like Hitler, whatever you want. Well, yeah. that's... Nobody easy. better do that. One. Nobody better Nobody do better that. Nobody better do that. Because there's... The NSA will call you. Yeah, I don't they, know. They, somebody will call you. <laughs> somebody, need, somebody, somebody, somebody needs to call you. Right. you Give know? you a hug. Because leadership, Franklin, yes, leadership's sir. tough business. Man. It is. It's tough business. It is. You know... This is kind of deep in the Old Testament, but, you know, David was also f- had character flaws, even though he, you, you know, did. ultimately God said, restored him to position because yeah. he said, you know, you are a man after my own heart. Uh, that's what the Bible says, whether you believe mm-hmm. it happened or not. It's a different story. But uh, David himself, because of his personal transgressions, ended up being deposed for a short time by his son Absalom and chased all over the countryside yeah. and having reluctantly had to kill his own son, broke his own heart. Bad. And, and if you're a... Uh, a enthusiast, Old Testament enthusiast, which mm. I have a bit of. Sure, uh, that was the roots that got planted for the ultimate disintegration of the Jewish nation into two, because it, after that became Judah in the south and mm-hmm. Israel in the north, uh, and because he gave birth to some a kind of a, a weak line of, yeah. of leaders through that. But then, of course, at the ultimate house of David was Jesus H. Christ Himself. So maybe there's a lot to be said either way. Anyway, that's why leadership is complicated and difficult. Uh, it is. You dare me to jump, and I will, but I may even fall from your grace. But I'll tell you this, Franklin. What's that? I'll never let go of your hand. You know what, my friend? <laughs> What's that, sir? You still got a face <laughs> for radio. Oh, well, you know, that's okay, because this is a podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Ring the bell backwards and parathax. Fall down on your knees in the dirt. I'm tied to the mast. Between water and wind, believe me, you'll never get hurt. Now rings in the pawn shop, the rings in the hole. Down at the five points I stand. I lose everything, but I won't let go of your hand. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, Write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Dare me to jump and now.